You've been through pre-cana, maybe you've even said, I do. But now what? Welcome to After Cana, a podcast for young couples looking to make it until death do they part. In each episode, we'll share sage wisdom and practical advice from couples who've been married for 20 plus years. My name is Gabby Quinlan, and today I'm actually here all by myself. Um, I was speaking with Aixa about just what a joy this podcast has been for both of us. And what a unique and special opportunity it is as two, you know, newly married women um, to get to speak with so many couples who have really put in the time and effort and work that it takes to have a successful and, and long lasting marriage. We we wanted to kind of compile our top 10 from after Cana. So kind of our top 10 best advice, um, the things that our after Cana couples just really wanted you to hear, you know, whether you're dating, newly engaged, um, newly married, or even if you've been married a long time and just want to kind of reconnect with your spouse, there are some true nuggets of wisdom um, coming in this episode Um, some of those are going to include things like, you know, putting your spouse first, giving them the benefit of the doubt, keeping faith at the center of your marriage, you know, understanding your spouse's individuality, um, making sure to kiss each other every night before you go to bed, um, keeping lightheartedness and humor, um, at the center of your family, um, and truly, truly treating your spouse, you know, as a a dear friend, Um, to name a few. So we really hope you enjoy this episode. As always, follow us on social media, um, head to our website and leave us a review. We love to hear what you guys are liking and um, would love to hear what you think of this episode. So with that, we hope you enjoy our top 10 pieces of advice from After Cana Couples. I heard this at a retreat. San Jose Maria said, treat your husband like he is your first child. Not to treat him like he's childish, but he is that that most beloved human that you just gush over and you know you love over and you want to take a billion pictures over and mm-hmm. and we don't do that as soon as we have children it's like the husband you know he, he goes off to the side no all all of your focus goes on him like he's your he's your first love as he is and should be i think the flip side for for guys is especially since we're out of the home so much during the day if, if depending on what our job is um um is to make those little contacts during the day. And that's one of the great benefits of the, the gadget is that I can send Janet um, kissy face emojis or something like that when, <laughs> when I, you know, I, um, or, or to make a call. And and uh, I think most of us, I mean, some of us have jobs, we can't do that, we, but but it, maybe when you go on your lunch break, you know, make, make a call, leave yeah. a message, uh, you know, send a, send a little text message, uh, just say, I love you. Sure. Um, those are simple things that can be done, and uh, I think for men, you really we have to be we have to be very conscious that we don't take our our wives for granted. Mm. We we that we show appreciation for what she does, 
and uh, thank her for for things great, you know, great and small in the yeah. house and, and the work that she does and uh, and, and the way she takes care of the, the home and the family. Um, show appreciation. Spend the time before you're married to get to know the person you're going, you think you're going to marry. Like to me, like that's so key to make sure that you have, you know, spent enough time with that person to really realize, are you compatible? Are you um, on the same wavelength, you know, religious, political, you know, all those things that cause fights, you know, make sure your, your interests are, are the same. And then obviously like that's step number one. And then from there, like the things that I think about, that I've learned over time is like, you know, and, and I think it was St. Paul that really said it right. He's right when he said, like, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Like, and that usually requires one of the, one of the couples, one of the two to really just, you know, suck it up, adopt some humility and approach the other person and say, let's, let's work this out. And that, and that works because, you know, the other person, you know, probably wants the same thing unless you're like it's you know really having a problem like they probably want the exact same thing you do and uh but it takes one person to take that you know, humbling step and, and 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 take that first step and then um uh, secondly i would say don't stop working after marriage it's not like you know you put the ring on and then you're done like it's a constant uh effort um constantly learning about each other, how to make it better. You know, Amanda talked about the book. That was probably part of, hey, we're going through something. Let's see what can help us. Um, and then and then ultimately, you know, don't do that one thing that's going to wreck the marriage, right? You know, we're all talking a lot about the things, the relationship building and how those things happen. And then there's those serious things, you know, just don't go there. Um, don't, don't, you know, go to the, the bad places, you know, you know, you know, when, you know, things are, are going the wrong direction with, with someone who's supposedly your friend, I just don't go there. Like honor your wife or husband and, um, and, uh, and things, things will, you'll be blessed through that. So that's my input. What do you think, Amanda? Um, so I think what I wrote down is love your spouse for who they are as they are, and you'll find more depth in them than you could ever have dreamed of. So. I feel like I had some fairy tale Disney type um, dreams, but that's just kind of an outer shell, right? And there's getting to know the person, like who they are, very intimately and and with that respect. Like, wow, I've really learned a lot about you, and it makes me love you more. Mm-hmm. So that kind of let them bloom in front of you, right? Don't hold them to this preconceived idea. Okay, you're this, this, and this. We're growing people. We're beautiful souls. And in a marriage, you kind of move into that, you know, spiritual realm of our souls are now blended, right? Our lives are together and we do this on a day in and day out, but he does become my other half. And i think I'm his other half like we become this unit and that was way more than I had ever imagined and I'll add add one last thing too is you know keep your faith front and center in the marriage you know marriage is a sacrament it's holy matrimony and um you not just work at 
the marriage itself relationship wise, but you also have to work at, um, you know, keeping your faith together, praying together. Uh, we found, you know, that's, that's always been super helpful for us, you know, to keep Christ at the center of our marriage. I, I think you can agree on a lot of stuff. And I think there are some points you can disagree, but you have to respect the uh, other person's opinion on, on those points. Um, that to me is, is, was very important. And for us, I think the commitment to go to mass together mm-hmm. as often as we can. And then that's, that's still true to this day. We, we rarely split up to go to mass. We've always gone to mass together with all the little kids with, uh, and that I think has been very, very uh, important to me. I, I was, thinking about that question i mean I, I there's something i mean it was what you said there's something about learning to really try to feel that i don't know if it's a sense of empathy or really, but 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 understand that that person you're married to has their own thoughts and feelings and and ideas and 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 trying to you know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't always work. There, there are arguments, there are, you know, there, there are times, but, but just uh, having, having that, that, that sense of the, of the, of the other person in a, in a holistic way. I, you know, I don't know. It, it's taken me, I have to say that I, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing because I, I feel like, okay, I'm still, still learning that lesson. And, and, uh, but I do, I do feel like I have learned that better, right? It's from from the beginning, and and um, you know, I, I I I did do a lot of reading uh, um, early on about you know being a, being a good husband, and and that was that was kind of the thing I took away from it is like you know, but it's, it, it's my responsibility um, to to. Uh, uh, to, for myself, I mean, I, you know, everybody has their responsibilities, but my responsibility for myself to, under, to understand Tulane's uh, personality and feelings and 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 work towards towards you know being compatible with that. And um, you know, I think there's a great story of Saint Saint Thomas More and his second wife, who you know he married you know, not out of convenience, but it wasn't, you know, he was, he, he, he loved his first wife was really his true love. He, he wrote poetry about her and his second wife was kind of like, didn't know how to play me, any musical instruments. And he was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't. and, 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 and yet he, you know, he worked really hard to, to find a way to kind of, kind of find that compatibility. Uh, you know, I kind of, that kind of inspired me early, early on and, 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 and has worked out. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's, it's, uh, you know, but you're in it for the long term. It's mm-hmm. sometimes so, and I took to newly married kids, I would say, you know, look, remember, you know, it's this, this, this first year, the second year, this third year, that'll turn into 33 years. I mean, <laughs> you, you will look back and you'll think, what? How did that happen? But it will, and 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 it goes fast. But at the same time, it's it is a lot of time, and you will grow, and you'll you'll become a a, a better person day by day because you you you're plowing that you know putting putting the effort into making making the marriage work. Yeah, so I I have I have another another thing that I, I do I have 
mention to other people, but that that really inspired me too is actually Tulane's parents. So this, you know, going back to them, because they have now been married sixty years, sixty wow. two, sixty-three years, sixty-two or sixty-three years. They were married at eighteen, but because it was the custom, they were it was an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. in Vietnam and they didn't really know each other until they were introduced as you know husband and wife and and you know that that I'm not recommending arranged marriage but but at the same time this notion that if you're committed to that bond if you're committed to that you know that 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 other person you find a way day by day. And I, you know, seeing them together now, you know, 60, 62, 63 years in and, and, you know, they, they, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see that they, they, they have grown together that they, you know, they laugh together. I, 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 it, it delights me because as refugees, they've had a tough life. They've, they, you know, there hasn't been, you know, a lot of laughter in their, in their lives and here they are and they're, late years and they are so happy together and, and uh, so that you know as a as an inspiration you know that's that's yeah. that served me well to, you know to, to remind myself you know this is the, you know you can you can make this work come on yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> if they can do it if they can, they that's can right that's right that is so amazing oh my gosh wow well i'll tell you what I, I looked at it this way. I started out after about two years of not knowing all the rules, but I, then I made, I made one thing. We'd go over and give her a kiss every night while she's in bed on, on her side and just give her a kiss and say, I'm sorry for whatever I may have done wrong today. And then all of a sudden, one time about year seven or something like that, I get, what are you apologizing for? I was like, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Just, just my habit. <laughs> So I I would just like to maybe add to that I I love that story about the um it's an O Henry story the gift of the Magi which mm. is you you know it's not a fifty fifty thing it's really a hundred percent each so right. not that we're perfect at doing a hundred percent but it's that kind of outlook you would you would give trade your your most important things to make your spouse happy. And that person hopefully feels the same same way about you. And that attitude, I think, takes you through a lot of, you know, challenges in life. And even sometimes even the happy times are can be challenging mm-hmm. um, in that you you can be a little thoughtless, you know, because you're so happy and you don't think of other people. So it's I think that attitude is what I would like to foster. And I, I I'm pretty sure I've told that story to each of our kids when they got married. They already knew it, but I... <laughs> I can rub it in a little bit. I think that's really <laughs> and I try to live that way. Keep that love going. Keep that flame of love lit. Keep a sense of humor. There's going to be a lot of things happening. If you start stressing out over little things, it's going to be overwhelming. But try to see the humor in different situations when things don't go your way. And just in, in life anyway, it's just it's better that way. Yeah, believe in love itself, believe in God, love each other the way he shows us. 
And again, remember, this is uh, the guy whose first miracle was at his mother's behest making wine for a wedding feast. Okay, so he wasn't, you know, uh, he was pure, but he was no Puritan. Okay, and the same guy, okay, when he, all of a sudden his apostles who had let him down, he kind of uh, surprises them on the shores of Galilee. What does he do? He makes some breakfast. Okay, he's got, you know, he says, hey, bring some of the fish that you caught. Let's, let, let's have breakfast. And so he's, uh, uh, our, our Lord, is, especially as we know, as Catholics, is not afraid to have fun and not afraid for us to have fun. I mean, we're, the, we're the religion of feasts and incense and statues and color and fireworks and the whole bit. And uh, that's, that's, I think, a, a human imitation of the great explosion of goodness that God is that we're meant to be part of and, and, and magnify to our own way in our own little corners of the world. If you had to sum it all up, what would you give as a piece of advice to engaged and married or newlywed couples? Well, well what pops into my mind for engaged couples is that if if a red flag comes up during your prep, really, really take that moment and especially if it comes from the mentor couple or the priest and saying I'm concerned in this area don't just brush it off and say oh it'll be fine once we're married it, it won't be a I, I you know because we have seen unfortunately where they they don't address those red flags and the red flag comes up and, yeah, and, it, it, and it can be lighter. a very painful experience but and communicating about those things. But I think the importance of forgiveness, the importance of owning our own when, when I failed or uh, what I've done, what I failed to do, instead of pointing the finger, going to Matt and asking, hey, not just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, we had this huge blow up, but what am I sorry for? Mm. So stating, you know, will you forgive me? for the words I said, the hurtful words, or the tone of voice, or the rolling of the eyes, whatever it might be, trying to make that a way of our a way of life in, in our marriage, I think has been key for us. We wouldn't do what we do if, if we didn't practice forgiveness. Sometimes uh, not practicing forgiveness can ruin an entire weekend away if you don't practice, or, I mean, that would be my thing, and there, there's a way to do that, but I think the first step is instead of instantly thinking, what did he do wrong? How he hurt me is examine my conscience and say, hmm, what did you bring to the party, Mindy? Oh, yeah. You could have said it in a different way. Your tone of voice was the, your body language. So that would be mine. Um, advice for young couples or engaged couples. I, I, the, the first thing that popped into my mind. And I, it's just a clarification that I think the word love, you know, we say, I love pizza. I love my car. I love my new house. I love my decor. But John Paul II, again, Pope now St. John Paul II, in his love and responsibility talks about the opposite of love is to use. I love pizza. I love my car. I love my job. I love my neighborhood. I love well, you can't love those things because they're objects. They don't love you back. 
But the opposite of love is to use. We're supposed to use things and love people. In our culture, we love our things and it seems like we use people to get them. Mm. And so I think it's a really good distinction for engaged and married couples to really enter into, am I doing this for my gain and for my pleasure and for my, yes, marriage, if we're doing it God's way, we'll both experience blessing and joy. When, when I was early in our marriage and it was me, myself and I, and I couldn't say no to my buddies, oh, I was willing to have fun at the expense of mine and Mindy's joy. I couldn't say no to my friends. I couldn't say no to these other things. Was I, was I really loving Mindy or was I using her? And I had to admit humbly and sadly, and even 32 years later, it's hard to say, but was I loving her or she looked good. She had a good job. She drove a nice car. She, you know, it was more utilitarian than it was love. And if we objectify the other person in our using of them, little by little, we're going to find ourselves in a place that is not very good. And our wine, our love, our mercy, our grace, the wedding feast of Canaan, our wine is going to run dry. Conversely, if we look to give ourselves away as gift and make a supreme gift of ourselves and be of service to our spouse and we begin to both drink in that grace, that mercy, that love, that so help me God mentality, help me be a, a gift of self. Now, now we have something. For me, I would say have no fear and try not to plan too much because we are not in control. Always good. It's a matter of taking what is there and doing the best with it. And as they say in business, I think you also have to expect change. You have to understand that it is a constant dynamic. It it does not sit still. You get older, and so does your spouse, so do your children. It's, it's, there is nothing that, if you looked at our family 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, each view is different. Each view has a different set of dynamics, and you have to expect that change. The other thing, though, on the corollary to that is don't try to change your spouse to what you want them to be. That's no. just not going to work. I think my advice to engaged couples, maybe is especially for the woman, um, you know, you want to make sure that the man you're dating and or engaged to, you know, you're contemplating marriage to, is both strong enough to take charge, to lead, to direct, to protect you and also humble enough to be gently directed, to be influenced, you know, mm. to give advice and some correction. I think my advice to either, you know, the man or the woman who's engaged is to ask yourself honestly if you can live a lifetime enduring this other person's flaws and faults, their quirks. Mm. You know, um, 
And don't go into this relationship or into this marriage thinking that you're going to change them or correct them or improve them. That won't happen. So that would be my advice to my advice to engaged people. Um, Can I give my advice to engaged couples now? Sure. Cool. So this is where I'll put on my marriage therapist hat. All right? Go for it. So three three things I would say. First is marry someone whose defects you can live with which is yeah, surely kind yeah. of mentioned it. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you're marrying an imperfect person. A lot of times we don't know that we're engaged, right? Because the infatuation and, and Aquinas said there are you know, two passions, two emotions that can cause insanity, love and hate, because both are so intense that it can blind you to the truth, right? right? You're, just, you're so infatuated by this person, you don't see the defects. But to a large degree, success in marriage is based on marrying someone whose defects you can live with. And some you can and some you can't live with, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. Alcohol abuse, drug abuse, uh, physical abuse, man, those are defects you, you, that are really, really hard to live with. You know, someone who, you know, is kind of messy or slobby or whatever, well, maybe you can live with those defects. So mm -hmm. marry someone whose defects you can live with. Number two, find a good marriage prep class before, but even before you get engaged to help you discern if this is a good idea. Now, I've got one on my website. So I can <laughs> throw that out there that I think is really good. But there are a lot of other good marriage prep classes. But get a class that actually teaches you how to do marriage, you know, how to actually do, how to manage conflict, how to grow love, et cetera. And then number three, protect your chastity, okay? Uh, and it gets harder. The more you're in love, the harder it is to, to uh, you know, do well in that regard. But when you get to the wedding night, you can look at your spouse and say, this gift I'm about to give you, I have saved it for you and I've not mm -hmm. given it to anyone else. That will give you happiness through the, the rest of your marriage. And it, it's hard to do, but protect your chastity. Those are my three. So I think my advice to newlyweds, um, I would say, first of all, uh, slow down. Uh, don't move too fast. Life is going to pick up speed and momentum quick enough. You know, this obsession to move forward quickly, you know, get the house, have mm -hmm. babies, build the career, it can really get in the way of growing your relationship. Basically, let God in and just relax. Um, and then years from now, you know, when we were first married, we had no kitchen table, we, we had gotten a folding table as a and card chairs for a wedding gift, but it hadn't been delivered yet. We ate on a cardboard box. Those were really sweet memories yeah, down the road. And so, you know what, but just relax, let God be God and realize that you're not him. You don't have to take control of everything. I think the other thing that I would say is besides, you know, remember that that human being you're married to is flawed, but also to stop the mental grumbling as soon as it begins you know mm -hmm. so many times we'll poison our thoughts and these thoughts seep into our actions into our conversations you know um i think my mother-in-law gave me some really good advice when we were first getting married and she said if you want to complain about doug her son <laughs> complain to me because i will always love him if you start complaining to your girlfriends or your sisters or your parents they're not going to love him the same way i will always love him if you need to complain to someone complain to me i think i'd take it a little bit further and say you know complain to god you know mm -hmm. if you if you don't have an in-law that you can you feel comfortable that you can complain to uh, you know complain to god and and just and listen you know, listen to what he, what he has to say. I will say my mom is pretty close to God. So if we're, you're, pretty, <laughs> pretty, you're pretty close. Pretty close. 
You know, and I'd say the other thing is give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Um, believe that their intentions are good and are pure, you know, um, because that will really build up a relationship rather than tear it down. Yeah. I think that was, that's great. And I think that you jogged my memory there on the eating on the cardboard box thing. And I, one of the fights we got into our first year of marriage, when we first, and we, we were disagreement, disagreement, <laughs> we were, you know, we were dead broke. We got married. And so we stayed, we both got jobs. We started to make some money. And one of the first things Shirley wanted to do was to buy a kitchen table. And I wanted to buy a new stereo. I mean, like, please, we got this card table we're eating on. That's sufficient, <laughs> but a stereo. Now that's, so that was a big fight. Uh, we still have that table to this day that we bought our first year of marriage. So, all right. So my three things. Uh, first is get help early, right? So if you're fussing and fighting, not getting along, the, the statistics are from the time a couple needs to, to, to get some marriage counseling, the time they actually do is like six years, almost too late. It's like cancer, early detection, early help can cure. Mm -hmm. So if you're fussing and fighting, get some help, right? And I'll, so I'll, I'll put a plug in for a website out there, catholictherapists.com. Go out there and you can type in your zip code and you can get a list of good Catholic therapists uh, in your area. So don't, there's there's no no shame in getting help early, okay? Number two, learn to ask for what you need. Don't assume your spouse can read your mind. Can't do it, right? My kids are telling about some comedian. I got to find who it is so I can give the guy credit. But one of his sticks, he talks about the fact that when God took the rib out of Adam and gave it to Eve, he took the mind reading rib, which is why... <laughs> Men have no idea what's going on in a woman's mind, but a woman knows exactly what we're thinking. All right. So don't, don't, don't assume I can read your mind because I can't. So don't hesitate to ask what you need, you know, and number three, um, invest in your marriage every single day. I encourage the couples I work with to make a 1% daily investment in their marriage. Well, 1% of 24 hours is 15 minutes. So every day carve out 15 minutes just for the two of you. Tough to do when you got a lot of little kids running around. But don't let a day go by where you don't spend just a little time with each other, affirming, praising, thanking, complimenting, deepening the friendship. So, yeah. I'm going to circle back to what we said before mom and dad time. And I would say um, to the women, respect your husband. Um, show him how much you value what he does, how proud you are of him. I think that's something that isn't always intuitive to women because we don't need it as much as they need it. My advice is always to really develop your friendship with each other. Like make that your focus um, because I think marriage is so much better when you're good friends. Yeah, completely agree. Um, well, I would 100% second that. So rather than just repeat it, uh, I would also say like you can't give what you don't have. And um, if you want to have a strong and thriving marriage, you should, you know, relationship with another person in your marriage, you should also have a strong and thriving relationship with, you know, God who is the source of that marriage. And so the more time you spend cultivating your interior life, it is hard to be friends with God and not friends with your spouse. Um, you know, the more time you spend cultivating your interior life, I, I really do feel like that's yeah one of the most 
key reasons we've had a long and successful parish. It's not. It's certainly not because I'm a great person with few flaws and not difficult to live with. Right. <laughs> the reason we've had a long and successful marriage is because we both have put effort into cultivating our interior life and praying and asking God to make us better people and help us have a better marriage. And yeah. uh, we've. We've done lots of awful things to each other over the years, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, we both ask forgiveness from each other and from our Lord. And again, the more you cultivate your interior life, your marriage will, you know, by its very nature, grow. Also. Wow, I loved that, and I really hope you guys enjoyed it too. Um, I hope that you can have some really meaningful conversations with your boyfriend or girlfriend, um, your fiance or your spouse. Um, as always, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of After Cana. If you enjoyed listening, share it with a friend, subscribe and leave a review or visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org.